welcome back to Bad Movie Sunday. I'm Ashley. I'm Amy. We are a podcast that watches bad movies, so you don't have to. We roast them. We toast them. And we have a lot of fun. Today's movie, <laughs> you can see by the title, um, is called Naked, um, which by the title, this movie was exactly, well, almost exactly what I expected. Yeah, this is, oh my god, there are so many elements to this movie. This is a time loop movie. This is a wedding movie. This is a weigh-ins movie. Um, uh, you might know him from movies like White Chicks. He has this, like, kind of like a Scream parody, horror movie parody series called Haunted House. That is uh, pretty funny, too. But this is Naked. It is very interesting. And I'm I'm really glad that we brought it on to what is season three this season, uh, because this is our fun season. We're trying to bring on movies that we think we're really going to enjoy and that we think we're really going to have fun with. And I don't know about you, Ashley. We haven't talked about it yet, but... I had a lot of fun with this movie, like, surprising amount of fun. Yeah, I really did, too. Um, I'm glad you brought up White Chicks, because I did not realize it until you said it literally just now. But this movie, if you liked White Chicks, has the same type of, like, feeling and humor to it. The main dude reminds me a lot of Terry Crews. <laughs> um, so if you like that movie, I think you'll really like this one this was uh, like you said i'm glad we brought this in for a have a lot of fun season because this movie was a lot of fun to watch and surprisingly funny this is a netflix comedy netflix rom-com or whatever which mm, i mean <laughs> does not have the best track record uh for movies we've seen in the past that are made by netflix no shade netflix but um this movie was really good for a netflix movie and speaking of Netflix movie, I don't remember if the movie that we saw last season, which was also a time loop movie that happened at a wedding, if I had a nickel for every Netflix movie that I've seen about a time loop that happens at a wedding, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird <laughs> that it happened twice. Um, <laughs> that movie was Love Wedding Repeat. Do you remember if that was a Netflix original movie? Because this one is. Yeah, I think that one was as well. And I think later we're going to have to talk about comparing the two of them because it is weird. The Netflix made two movies about a time loop wedding. Um, I'm not sure when this one came out. The one we watched last season, uh, Love Wedding Repeat, I think came out last year, 2020. Um, so so if they made them close to each other, that is, you know, someone in the Netflix office r r was really pushing for this type of movie. Yeah, this one came out, this one being naked, uh, came out in 2017, which like a three year gap, I don't think is very long to do another <laughs> time loop wedding movie. So Netflix is really uh, holding down the time loop wedding movie for um no one else hbo who uh no one else can compare to their to their time loop uh wedding movies and yeah i think we're going to talk later about which one we like uh better and you know the differences between the two and 
of course, we're going to have to, I'm sure that some of our comparisons will also be grounded in Groundhog Day because that's like, you know, the most famous time loop movie, the one most well known. Um, actually, I have a piece of trivia. I only have one piece of trivia for this episode, but I'll say it now. This movie, Naked, is a remake of Naken from the year 2000, which is a Swedish comedy. So, I mean, if you're in the mood for another time loop movie, I guess Naken, the Swedish version, um, a lot of people said that they liked it. Well, did not know this was a remake at all. Um, also, I've just remember, I think I talked about this movie in the episode where we reviewed Love Wedding Repeat, but there is a third Netflix movie I just remembered called One We First Met with Alexandra Daddario, um, also about a time loop wedding. <laughs> oh my god, and you know what, now that you bring that up, I do remember a fourth, this is not a Netflix oh one, my god. but a fourth time loop wedding movie that I haven't seen yet, but I really want to see, the one with Andy Samberg, I think it's called Palm Springs. Oh it's, my god. He and his love interest, I think, are both going through the time loop at a wedding, and... It looks really good, but I haven't seen it yet. But there are so many time loop wedding movies. Like, what the fuck? I was not aware that this was such a prominent genre in uh, modern filmmaking. <laughs> I do really think there must be some executive over at Netflix that is like just gone through a bad divorce or his wedding uh the bride ran away or something and he's just like i wish i could do that over again and he's living vicariously um through all the oh my god <laughs> can i tell you something i just found out like last week that the phrase is not living vicariously which is what i thought my entire <laughs> life <laughs> They wanted to live by curiously. Like they <laughs> Like they wanted the two sides, right? Um turns out it's vicariously. I don't even know what that fucking word means, some random ass Okay. <laughs> I think mine makes a lot more sense to be totally. You know honest. what? You know what? I like yours a lot better. Because every day of my life I am living by curiously. <laughs> that is so Wow. I wish. I wish that was it. Oh, my God. Ashley, the new Shakespeare. I cannot believe. Please coin this term. You know what? I'm going to start saying it and I hope people catch on and I hope (laughs) I hope whoever's listening just starts saying it and and starts catching on it. Because, wow, what a world we would live in. If yes. that was the same, <laughs> it would be so the w- world hunger would be fixed. <laughs> no more wars. You know what? I have been saying it my whole life and no one's corrected me. Uh, I had to find out when I was watching a YouTube video and someone very clearly, very crisply said vicariously. And I was like, what? An idiot. <laughs> they don't know the real <laughs> phrase. <laughs> wow. They're just like making up words all over. <laughs> Yeah, damn. Okay, maybe the executive that works at Netflix that keeps making these movies, maybe they were at the altar, right? And they, it was this dude, he was in love with his wife, and then 
the very last second, the priest or whatever is like, wife lady, do you take this Netflix executive <laughs> to be your husband? She turns around, looks at the maid of honor and goes, no. And they run away together. And then that's by Curiously. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, wait, I would watch that movie. <laughs> wait a second. What Netflix uh, producer is going to produce this movie? Excuse me, Netflix? Um, Get on this. Because I love make, this. Exa- how could you make that movie? When we just pitched you probably the best wedding time loop movie of all time. You know what? In another three years, probably they're going to be looking for some more wedding time loop movie ideas. And we're going to hit them with this one. Hey, Netflix, we already wrote it for you by then. We already fleshed it out for you. We, we got the full cast. Oh, let's cast this thing. Uh, mm, gotcha. who's, who's in this? Who's in this? Okay, Netflix executive. <laughs> no roast. <laughs> but, right, he's got to be some nerdy-ass dude that the wife wants to leave. <laughs> Which now whoever we say is a <laughs> roast on the actor. Um, well... <laughs> Now we can't say any names, <laughs> now that you said that. Well, now, okay, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I just realized now that would be a huge roast on literally any actor. He's, he's got to be nerdy, but also kind of a hunk, like a Hollywood nerd. Like, like a, I, okay, this is what I'm thinking, right? You can say no. This is what I'm thinking. Andrew Garfield. Oh, okay. Got that. Bring that Spider-Man energy. Mm-hmm. Kind, kind of, of half kind nerd, of but half hunk. Yes. He's got that kind of energy where, like, he 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 probably wouldn't notice, right, if his wife was fooling around with the maid of honor. Yeah, kind of like a, a naive, kind of innocent. Um, yes. Although he doesn't really strike me as, like, the full-on executive type. Maybe maybe he's like the intern who comes up with all the good ideas and they kind of steal his ideas. Oh my gosh, we love adding layers to this character. And not only in this time loop does he have a chance to get his wife back, if that's where we're going, but he also has to stand up to all the, the Netflix bigwigs and be like, hey, actually, that's my idea. Ooh. Ooh, yes. He gets his life back. Oh, we could. Okay, because I do really like the idea of the wife ending up with the maid of honor. We could. Okay, because I really like the idea of the wife running away with the maid of honor. Maybe we can uh, maybe the Netflix guy can discover along the way that maybe those two are more well suited for each other. And all along the years that he spent with his wife, their relationship hasn't quite been solid and he has to accept that they're just not right for each other, and he has to find someone for himself. Ooh, yeah. Okay. At the beginning, when the, when the time loops first start, he he follows the maid of honor that the bride to be falls in love with, and he's like, "What's this gal have that I don't?" But then he sees them together. He sees all the good times that they're having. He's like, "Wait a second. We never had good times like that." And then he, you know, you know how in all these like Groundhog Day esque movies, all these time loop movies, they meet like a thousand people. They know like everybody in their town by the end of the movie. So he's got to fall in love with like one of the people he meets along the way. Oh, that's very good. That's very good. Oh, wow. Do we have a cast for the for the wife? Maybe. Ooh. 
Okay, okay, let's see. Who hasn't been in a Netflix time loop movie already? So this gets rid of Alexandra, Alexandra Daddario, right? She's out because she's already been in one. Um, okay, okay, here's what, here's what I'm thinking, right? Red, are you ready for this? I feel like, I feel like in my soul that it's a good choice. Anna Kendrick. Oh, oh my gosh, that's an amazing choice. <gasps> Who would not fall in love with Anna Kendrick? That's what I'm thinking. Cause I saw she was in like a fucking Old Navy commercial around Christmas and I was like, I want to go to Old Navy. Never in my life have I said that. <laughs> but I was like, I want to go to Old Navy. Anna, you convinced me. Damn, wow, that was like the best choice I think you could have made there. That, okay, spot on, literally no changes made. Netflix is coming to her with that deal. She doesn't even need to uh, apply for the job. Last one, right? Who are we bringing in for the maid of honor? Ooh, because I mean, okay, I mean, anybody can fall in love with Anna Kendrick. But who will Anna Kendrick fall in love with? Oh, who is who who huh, who has the charm, the charisma, the wit, the humor that is good enough for Anna Kendrick? Because it's not everybody, right? It's not. It's really not. Okay, here's <laughs> I'm just pulling names out of my ass. Okay, here's what I'm thinking. I this one I don't feel in my soul as strongly as I felt the Anna Kendrick choice. But I, I feel it a little bit. But if, if you have someone else in mind, I am glad to switch things up. But right now, what about Anne Hathaway? Oh, you know what? That could really work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's gorgeous. She's funny. I could see them together. Now here's the dilemma, right? They kind of look similar. <laughs> okay, they do kind of look exactly the same. I was, I did want to bring that up. <laughs> okay, okay, who's your choice? Who's your choice for the maid of honor? Okay. Hmm. I was thinking, you know what? Such a okay. hot actresses. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? You know what? I think I have someone. First of all, in our in our casting. I see we have made some mistakes. Too many white people already, right? We gotta bring in some flavor. We gotta bring in some, some actresses of color. I'm thinking the girl from Crazy Rich Asians, Constance Wu. What do we think? Or the, the other girl from Crazy Rich Asians? Hang on a sec. I'm, I'm just gonna look up the Crazy Rich Asians cast because they're all very beautiful in this movie. Okay. Oh, Const- oh, she's gorgeous. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's or, really good. Yeah, or Gemma Chan. I could see either one of them in this role because they're both very pretty. They're both very, like, charming. I think Constance Wu is charming in, like, a cutesy way. And then Gemma Chan is charming in, like, I'm going to step on you kind of way. <laughs> yeah. Okay, they both bring a very, like elegant sort of like you could see them as the bridesmaid just as a wedding i do have a third option that i really like um if you've seen emily in paris the best friend what was her fucking name ashley something i'm just getting oh (laughs) hang on yes Ooh. you know i don't think i've seen the emily in paris uh best friend girl 
in anything else. So we got to change that. Hello, yeah, Netflix. Cool. Netflix is going to be ringing her up like, hey, what's up? Oh, You're already yeah. in Emily in Paris. You're already in the Netflix studio. Oh, very good point. Yeah, her name is Ashley Park. She was really funny in Emily in Paris. She's charming. She's beautiful. She can sing. I think she has like a Broadway background, so she could even be like the singer during the wedding. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. We did it. We done it. We got her. Uh, book her. It's done. It's a done deal. You're welcome, Netflix. We planned. We casted. Uh, we practically wrote this whole movie for you um you're welcome we came we conquered you don't even need to hire a writer director casting actor casting actor casting director we just did all that for you you can save so much money on this movie oh my god we i you know i'm waiting for the day that netflix finally calls us not to star in a movie but to be like hey can you be in charge of literally like all the movies we're gonna come out with and we'll be like We'll check our schedule, but like, yeah, sure, I guess. We have like this really busy podcast. So many listeners who are counting on us, but I guess we can like run your whole ass program, your whole ass company for, I guess. So waiting for the day. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, they're coming. We're waiting by our phones right now. Got my landline, <laughs> got my landline <laughs> and my cell phone. And I got my mom's work phone. I got uh my my Bluetooth. I got. My, <laughs> do you ever? Uh, do you remember um Night at the Museum? Paul Rudd, right? Beautiful boy, lovely boy. Love him. We uh we love Paul Rudd in this household. Um, Paul Rudd in Night at the Museum has this fucking <laughs> belt with like fifty cell phones on it. That's how we're waiting for Netflix. <laughs> we know the call's coming. Oh yeah, I do remember that, and exactly how I'm looking right now, putting on my belt. Okay, back. Too naked. Because I feel like if if we talk too much about our movie, we're going to get too excited about it. And we're going to talk about it for the whole episode. So for anyone who hasn't heard of Naked, who hasn't seen Naked, um, I have a little summary here from IMDb. And it says, nervous about finally getting married, a guy is forced to relive the same nerve wracking hours over and over again until he gets things right on his wedding day. Yep, which is um pretty much the exact descriptions of those four other Netflix movies we mentioned. But this was, and we'll talk about our thoughts at the end, one of the better ones. I I I gotta say. Yeah. Um, I feel like one of the more disappointing things um that we found was in Love Wedding Repeat was the fact that they didn't really do the time looping as much as we thought that uh, they would. But this one had like a fair amount of time looping. It was like Groundhog Day. There was like a lot of montages of him waking up in the same situation and then uh, changing tiny parts of his day. And I really like that. Um, but yeah, we will get into like the full comparisons a little bit later. Right now, though, we have a little drink for everybody. And because this is a wedding movie, I found this wedding cake martini. And it doesn't have a lot of ingredients. It sounds... I'm not actually sure. But you can try it out for yourself and report back. Um, and we have a little drinking game to go along with it. So I'll give you the recipe first. Um, I'm getting this recipe from food.com. 
I'm sure if you just search up wedding cake martini, uh, it'll come up. But what you need are two ounces of vanilla vodka, one ounce of pineapple juice, one ounce of cranberry juice, and one package or one teaspoon of artificial sweetener. So what you do is you combine all the ingredients in a shaker with ice, shake well, and strain into a martini glass. And that's all. And per usual, to go along with that drink that you can make for yourself, we also have a drinking game that you can drink along to this movie uh, or to our podcast, whichever tickles your fancy. Uh, we have a couple points. I think we're going to go back and forth. I don't have that many uh, for this movie. I just have a couple. My first point is drink every time Rob, who's the main character, changes clothes. Ooh, okay, that's a good one. I have, I only have one. Um, and it's every time he repeats the day, but I feel like if you're going to do that one, you got to pace yourself a little because he does repeat the day, repeat the day quite a lot. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> my next point was, uh, every time there's a new loop, <laughs> which is pretty much the same thing. And that is my last point. There's not uh that many for this movie. So you could do both. You could do either. Like we said, uh, this movie resets a lot in terms of the time loop so you could put a little less alcohol in that drink you could you don't even have to have alcohol in your shot you could have some water (laughs) hot chocolate you know uh getting kind of warm i don't know what a cold drink is pina colada (laughs) (laughs) lemonade lemonade delicious um and just make this movie a little bit more enjoyable so now we're going to get into the actual breakdown of the movie. We're going to be going through it scene by scene. Oh, this is going to be so good. So the main character of this movie is a guy named Rob Anderson, who is a substitute teacher. He's really good with kids, but he's also very noncommittal. Um, the, the, the principal of the school, I guess, comes up to him and he's like, oh, my God, like, you're so good with kids. You know, like, we have an opening at this school if you want to come on full time. And he's like... Mm, I just, like, I don't know if I can, I mean, that's like five days a week, you know, like, who can handle that kind of work, which, same, <laughs> relatable. Um, he's also getting married to this doctor girl. They're adorable together. Um, but there's a little bit of a discourse going on with him because the father-in-law, the wife's dad, doesn't really like him. Like at all, <laughs> for a number of reasons. He doesn't, like I said, he's pretty skimpy, non-committal. He does things kind of really half-assed. Um, we find out in the first couple scenes that he has, he's getting married like tomorrow and he has not prepared his vows. He doesn't know the choreography to the first dance. Uh, him and his fiance have not really talked about whether they want kids or not. He ends up being super late to the rehearsal dinner because he was buying a lotto ticket. <laughs> um, and also he's just like, doesn't really want the commitment of a full-time job. Um, so all of that makes the father-in-law like understandably pretty unsure about whether this is the right guy for his daughter. Yeah, and and the wedding is, um, I guess it's uh, not really a, a destination wedding. They're just going to another city, and he's, first of all, late to the airport, 
and he almost misses his flight, which there aren't a lot of flights between today and tomorrow, and and they're all booked. Um, so <laughs> there's this moment that I, that I thought was kind of cute, where where he's at the airport, the guy at the desk just told him like the flights are booked, whatever. He stands up and he's like, okay. Hey everyone! Hey everyone in this whole ass airport! Um, I'm willing to do desperate and unspeakably nasty things for a plane ticket to Charleston. And then uh, this one lady's like, "How desperate?" And at first you're like, "Ooh, is he gonna do something bad right before his wedding?" Uh, turns out that's his fiance, and she she saved a ticket for him. Uh, so she's kind of you know used to all of his antics. Um, the dad. Really like, so Megan is the girl that he's marrying. The, her dad really likes Megan's ex, Cody, who, um, I guess works with the dad. And the dad brings the ex along as his plus one to the wedding. Um, so this is like another thing that the movie has in common with Love Wedding Repeat is just like this random ex showing up unexpectedly. <laughs> um, so the dad's always like, hey, um, you know, you haven't gotten married yet. It's never too late to get with Cody. And she's like, um, literally the wedding is tomorrow. <laughs> so a, a little late for, uh, for that. <laughs> yeah. So while the girls go out for their bachelorette party, Rob and his best man are like, hey, let's just have like, let's just take it easy. Let's just have like one drink tonight. We're not going to go wild. Um, And then it cuts to him naked in an elevator the next morning. And this is how all of his days start when he wakes up uh, naked in an elevator. The uh, the elevator doors open. There's a whole crowd of people just looking at him. This one guy sees his dick and starts laughing. (laughs) Rude. Um, And then, you know, he has to uh, try to get to the front desk of the hotel. And everyone's like, "Mm, this dude is like fully naked. And he's like, yeah, I know. I don't know how this happened either. It's kind of like it kind of has. Uh, the hangover vibes, this whole movie, where he has to figure out what happened last night while he's trying also to get to his wedding. Cause again, the wedding is today. <laughs> yeah. And turns out he's already late for it. He calls his best man and the best man's like, Ooh, yeah, we're like starting right now. Uh, you got to get over here. So of course, cause he woke up and naked. That's the name of this movie. <laughs> Um, he has to try and get clothes from somewhere. Um, so he's just kind of running around, um, you know, just butt ass out. (laughs) Um, and he tries to get into his, his hotel room of the hotel that he woke up in, but turns out he's at the wrong one. He's just at a random, uh, hotel. Um, and there's these security guys, right? That are like going to throw him out. Uh, of the hotel um, for, you know, just like being naked in the hotel lobby. Um, So he just like runs out of there, right? But these security guys are like chasing him down the street, which I didn't get. You're like, I thought the security guys just wanted him out of the hotel, right? Which makes sense. They're like, you super campy butt ass double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon out here naked in the hotel lobby with kids around. Um, but instead of just like throwing him out, they like, they're like fully just like chasing after him. 
him. Like he's just like he runs out of the hotel. There's um like a a, a triathlon going on outside I, or something. Um, so he's like running through the crowd, running along the track where the people are running, and of course everyone thinks that he's just like a crazy streaker. Um, so the hotel security guys are like still running after him throughout the street which like he's out of the hotel like he's not your problem anymore whatever so he runs into these cops right and the cops arrest him because to be fair he is streaking (laughs) and the cops tell him that to his credit it wasn't entirely his fault they found out that someone sabotaged the elevator to keep him in there so now we know that someone doesn't want him to make it to his wedding yeah there's a little bit of a mystery going on and um so he's he's in the police station and all of a sudden there's like a tornado or something inside the police station and he's like what the fuck and me watching i'm like what the fuck is going on and then his day starts over again so it's kind of interesting how they did this um where he we kind of find out a little bit later uh that he only has an hour to get to the altar and get married and if he's not married within the hour he has to start it over again and um there's these big old church bells that ring every time um he's about to restart the day so so he kind of uh, eventually he kind of gets it so so we get a couple more of these day loops where this one time he goes up to the roof and he meets this musician dude uh, who, who's like a, a real person, Brian McKnight, uh, an actual singer, and he like helps him write a song. And um, he, another time, he runs into like this gang of motorcycle biker dudes uh, while he's trying to steal one of their bikes, and. He's like, oh, can you guys give me a ride? I'm like, I need to go to my wedding. I'm already late. And they're like, show us your wedding dance. And he's like, excuse me, what? And they're like, show us your wedding dance, your your first dance for the wedding. He's like, I can't do that because I technically didn't take lessons. (laughs) And they're like, just give us a little taste. Just give us a little tease of it. And then he just comes up with this amazing choreography on the spot not very wedding dance choreography but like you know uh pop in lock in uh, what are the lyrics to the hannah montana song pop it pop it lock it bop country fire twist it (laughs) yeah bop it twist it (laughs) he's doing all of it oh yeah He's he's dipping those bikers. He's twirling them around. Um, it's a beautiful ballet of uh, intricate body movements. Um, and the bikers, even though they're joining in and seem to be having a lot of fun, are like not impressed by this. They're like, your wife is going to divorce you <laughs> for that dance alone. Um, so hands up. Like, I think they beat him up or something. He ends up in an ambulance. Um, and 
all, they're like taking him to the hospital. They're like, you're, he's like talking about, oh, I'm not, I gotta make it to my wedding. I'm in a time loop. And the guys are like, yeah, okay, you are clearly crazy, delusional. So they drug him. But in the ambulance, they pass by the church that he's supposed to get married at. So he but he like beats up the ambulance driver and busts out the back of the ambulance and makes it to the wedding high out of his mind from these ambulance drugs. Um, which by the, oh my God, by the way, this is like the third loop or whatever. He just like keeps trying stuff over and over. And each time he has to like find something different to use as clothing. <laughs> um, so that he's not running through the streets and naked. Um, one time it's like a he makes some shorts out of a paper bag um he steals some girl's bikini bottoms <laughs> this one he's got like this beautiful feather um pink feather bathrobe on so all like perfect things to get married <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh and even better he runs into Cody uh who is his fiance's ex who the dad actually wants her to marry um and Cody's like um Hey, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, I'm trying to get married. What are you doing? And he's like, okay, you gotta get out of here. No one can, can see you. Otherwise, Megan's gonna like divorce you before you even get married. Actually, you know what? Um, that's a great idea. And he tries to like, you know, push him out there so, so that everyone sees that he's like all, you know, high as fuck in this like fluffy ass pink, uh, bathrobe. Um, and then the church bells ring and he has to start over again and i do like about this movie though because once they said someone sabotaged the doors of the elevator to make him trapped in there the whole night make him late for his wedding i'm like i know exactly who it is right i'm the smartest bitch alive it's gonna be that ex-boyfriend that came and wants to sabotage the wedding so rob the main character in this movie thinks that too and while even though he's like drugged out of his mind uh, when he gets to this wedding, he like confronts the ex-boyfriend and is like, you're the one that sabotaged this. You want to steal my girl, Mr. Steal My Girl? Absolutely not. I'm not happening today. Um, <laughs> but the, there's actually like, I really liked how it wasn't the obvious person because immediately the ex-boyfriend is like, what are you talking about? If... If I wanted to break up you and your wife, I would just let you walk in there high as hell right now. Like, I wouldn't go through all this stuff. I would just let you walk in. But instead, he's, like, trying to kind of help him out until he's like, you know what? Actually, maybe I do want to break you up. Um, but, of course, the, the church bells ring and the day resets again. So that's one person crossed off the list. It's not the ex-boyfriend. And the mystery continues, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Oh, okay. You bring up a good point. I like how they did it where it's like, yeah, of course, there's the obvious choice of the ex-boyfriend. But then you as you go on more people and by more people, I mean, like maybe two more people start to get motives and the mystery like gets a little bigger. And speaking of the next suspect as to who could have locked him in the elevator. So the next couple tries after that one, he finally gets some clothes. He right away, he like walks into a pole or something to get in that ambulance so he can get a free ride um, to the church. He gets to the church and then he's there. The bride comes down the aisle, but then the dad who's walking her down the aisle, there's this whole montage of him kicking Rob out of the wedding because he's not wearing 
you know, the appropriate clothes. And finally, Rob confronts him, the dad, and he's like, you know what? It doesn't really matter what I wear because no matter what, you're never going to like me. And then the dad's like, yeah, you know what? I don't like you. You're lazy. You don't uh, put in effort. My daughter could do better than you. She needs someone like Cody, the ex. Um, and he gives this like big speech about how being a husband, like, because at the beginning, we know that Rob doesn't like commitments. He can't even commit to five days a week. Uh, the dad's like, well, you know what? Being a husband is a seven day a week job. You don't get uh, overtime uh, payments. You don't get uh, hours off. You don't get summers off. It's like every single day you got to commit to this. And Rob's like, yeah, I know that. Blah, blah. Uh, so the, the dad is like revealing how much he really does not approve of Rob. So now at this point, you're like, could it be the dad did it? So that's another suspect. Yeah, but again, it's thrown right back in our faces that Rob confronts the dad. He's like, it doesn't even matter what you want. You don't want us to be together anyway. Someone locked me in my elevator last night. It was you. I know it. And the dad's like, so he comes at him with that that dad rebuttal. He pushes it back in his face. Uh, he's like, if I really wanted you and my daughter not to get together, do you think I would have paid for this huge ass wedding that is not going to even go through with if you don't get married to her? And Rob's like, mm, good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then, you know, eventually... Um, there's like this whole thing about the dad being like very specific about, you know, the pamphlets and like the candles and stuff. So even when Rob gets to the altar, the dad will be like, hey, did you remember those pamphlets? And he got be like, oh, shit, I forgot to pick them up from uh, Kinko's or whatever. And then he has to like go do that the next time, Um, which, by the way, like they have a wedding planner. It's like the wedding planner's job, is it not? To like go get the, like all the candles and shit. Anyways, yeah, I I have never been married. <laughs> um, but is it? I don't think it's the groom's job to pick up the pamphlets and set up candles around. Because oh, he goes through like multiple loops of the the father-in-law being like, you forgot the the pamphlets, you forgot the programs, you forgot to set up candles. Like, I don't think that's his job. Yeah, and the whole time the wedding planner girl is like nitpicking him but like it's your job to do all that so like why are you criticizing him literally all he has to do is like show up which he's not even he's not even doing why are you putting extra stuff on him um so that you know that's a whole thing and then he's like okay now i gotta get the right clothes so he's like you know what i'm gonna steal the clothes from Cody, uh, who is Megan's ex. So what he does is Cody has like this big old fancy sports car uh, in front of the church. So Rob has to like smash the windows on it to like lure him out. And then there's this fight montage because Rob is not much of a fighter, like a fist fighter. Um, so, so Cody will like, punch him in the face and then rob will have to like take a whole try a whole loop 
to learn how to dodge that punch and come up with something to punch him back. And this goes on for like a whole montage of him just learning literally step by step how to fight this one dude in this one specific fight. It's on. I think this was my favorite scene out of the whole movie. It was fantastic. I just you don't expect like an action scene in this type of movie, but it was so good. It's like Cody comes in with the right hook and then immediately because Rob's been through this loop like 50 fucking times. He's like, oh, my God, I know that he's coming with the right hook. So I'm going to dodge that thing is, though, he doesn't really punch him ever. He just kind of learns how to dodge everything. Um it's still it's a it's a beautiful montage where he just like goes through like 50 different versions of this same fight and we get this fantastic like um my favorite episode of Doctor Who um was this one where there's like this body snatching um <laughs> like alien or whatever and it takes control of someone and it can tell exactly what they're going to say next and i got flashbacks to that episode in this one because of course he's been through this loop like 50 times so he knows not only the moves that cody is going to make on him that sounded <laughs> romantic <laughs> the, the 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 punches that he's going to make on him but he also knows exactly what he's going to say. So they, they're saying like the exact same things at the same time. And Cody's like, how did you know I was going to say that? And Rob says, how did you know I was going to say that at the exact same time? And it's beautiful. It was fantastically done. And of course, the the climax to that whole thing um, after he tries like so many times to beat up Cody in this fight, which Cody always comes in with like an extra punch that Rob's like, oh, now I got to spend another loop learning how to dodge that punch so eventually he just comes in with a syringe full of those drugs that he got high on in the ambulance and uh just puts him to sleep and it works and he gets the suit and it was fantastic <laughs> yeah you know what i like about this that part is in all these like groundhog day movies you know in groundhog day we know at the beginning oh bill murray doesn't know how to play piano and then at the end there's a scene where he's playing piano like perfectly we don't really get a lot of those middle scenes where they're learning how to do like I want to see Bill Murray playing chopsticks like 200 times. You know, um, we don't get a lot of those middle scenes where they're learning those skills. We just kind of assume that they can do them because they lived uh, the day so many times. But in this one, he's like learning literally punch by punch how to win this fight. And then at the end, he doesn't even he doesn't even have to win it. Um, <laughs> it was pretty good. I like that. Yeah, it was my favorite scene. It was fantastic. I love that at the end he didn't even <laughs> have to learn how to fight. He just outwitted him, man. Oh, yeah. After a long ass time. So then, um, in the next, uh, in the next loop that happens, Rob gets the suit. He goes up to the altar. He thinks he has everything. The candles are good. The pamphlets are good. And then the priest is like, all right, it's time for the vows. And as we know, he didn't write the vows. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to wing it. So then the priest is like, Megan, how about you go first? And she gives this beautiful Shakespearean-esque just declaration of love. And then the priest is like, okay, Rob, you're next. And Rob's like, mm, okay. And this is when we find out through his vows um, that he and Vicky, who is the wedding planner, had gone on a date once before in the past. Because he's like, 
I'm so glad that I went on that date with Vicky. <laughs> and then everyone's like, mm, excuse me. Um, and he's like, cause then I wouldn't have met Vicky's roommate, Megan, who I'm marrying right now. And it's just like the worst, it's just the worst vow. Um, and Megan's very not happy with it. And he has to, you know, do, do another loop. He has to spend a couple loops. Just there's this montage where he's just learning how to be romantic. He's reading Shakespearean sonnets. He's going to the park and he's looking at old ass couples just making out just like tongue and everything. And he's like, I'm, I gotta learn how to be romantic so I can write the perfect vow. So then he finally, he gets back to the altar again. Uh, he maybe goes a little too far with the with the romantic um parts because he's like he's like it looks like he's performing in a play or something romeo and Juliet. who he's just you know going over the top megan's like mm, i don't know if i like this um it was it was beauty <laughs> it was fantastic i like okay at first because he did so bad in that original um speech that he there's like a montage of him like reading poetry and he's reading like classic literature um all to like try to improve his like vocabulary and his romantic speech you watch all those like uh jane austen movies and they're like professing their love in the most prolific <laughs> ways um so, of course, the speech that he does eventually is, like, the most, like, you said Shakespearean before. This is Shakespearean. He's like, and yonder, through the window breaks. He's doing, like, a full-ass British accent. He's like, oh, my love of seven years, how do you so profess that our love shall never break down boundaries? And you're like, cannot <laughs> Oh my god, that was good. I think that was better than his. But yeah, he, he is going full out, 100% drama teacher, um, trying to get that role finally. And, um, Megan's like, mm, I don't really like this at all. So then, um, you know, in, in one of the loops around here, he gets there, he gets through his vows with, um, you know, a little, less of that and and then finally he thinks he's gonna get married but then the priest is like does anyone object and vicky the wedding planner the one he went on one date with in the past is like actually rob slept with someone last night Ooh, sorry i had to reveal your secrets rob Ooh. she's not sorry at all and then rob's like hang on a second why did he turn to his best man he's like hey man is this true and then the best man has to be like, um, yeah, like, low-key, you did kind of go home with someone last night, go back to your hotel room with someone last night. Um, yikes. Uh, so then now there's this other mystery of, of, uh, who, who did Rob sleep with? And he has to spend a couple loops, uh, trying to figure that out. And of course, now that he knows, or at least thinks he knows, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, that he uh, slept with someone last night, he's like super torn up about it. He's like, I just betrayed my fiance. I don't know if I can go through with this anymore. She doesn't deserve someone like me. So he spends a loop uh, going to just talk to his fiance and he tries to <laughs> break up with her, <laughs> like for her own good or whatever bullshit. Um 
he's like, I, even your dad doesn't like me. Like I'm on a dead end job. I don't have any goals. Um, you deserve someone better than me. And he, she's like, what the fuck? Like I've stayed with you for this long because I believe in you, not any of this other shit that people don't like you for. I believe in you. Shouldn't that be enough? And he's like, eh, and he like sulks away. Um, so he can tell now that he is kind of trying to get onto the right path. He's sort of realized in this moment that stuff that he's been doing up until this point is not good for his future, for his future with his fiance professionally. So he's like, mm, breaking up with my fiance, maybe not the best option. So he spends the next couple loops trying to a better himself, but also got to get back to that mystery. We got to find out what happened last night. Yeah, he went home with a girl, but but who was she? What happened? He ends up finding out that it was a prostitute, <laughs> but it's not what you think. He only took her home. And I know this sounds like the biggest lie, but it ended up being actually true. <laughs> he went home with a prostitute uh, just to get her to help him write his vows and that's literally exactly what they did is she helped him write his vows and then he fell asleep but there's still a mystery going on because the prostitute says that someone paid her to try to sleep with him and he's like who would do that and she's like i don't remember and you're like oh that's convenient um <laughs> yeah and and we kind of already ruled out that dad um and Cody, the ex, who were like, who, who else could it be? Um, could it be possibly the wedding planner who doesn't actually do anything to help the wedding and who went on one date with Rob a long time ago? <laughs> could it be her? Um, so then during one of these loops, um, he wakes up in the elevator naked again and he gets hauled away by the hotel security and he's like, listen, I know I'm naked. Can you just please let me go get my clothes? And they're like, no, 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 you're not in trouble. Uh, we got to show you something. And he's like, oh, and they show him some security footage. They're like, something bad, some bad shit has happened to you last night. Do you know about this? And he's like, no, I don't I don't remember anything from last night. So they show him this security footage of the wedding planner girl like unloading him, his drunk ass, out of the car and dra oh my god, dragging him dick first on a carpet into the elevator. Um and just like leaving him there and then like doing something to make the elevator get stuck. Um so she's the one who sabotaged him and he's like, Oh my god. I can't believe the girl who I went on one date with and then hired to do my wedding, who is still kind of upset about that. Oh, my God. I cannot believe she would go ahead and sabotage me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like <laughs> I don't know much about crime. Um, FBI, if you're listening. But <laughs> but if you're going to do a crime, I think the first thing you would check for would be security cameras, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. It took a long time before they were finally like, oh, well, uh, by the way, this, this bad thing, this, this lady, like, uh, unhauled you from her car and left you in the elevator, like, butt ass naked. Oh, by the way, did we forget to tell you that? <laughs> like, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. You did forget. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so we know that it's her. And then, um, they, the next time, the next loop that happens, Rob is like, okay, you know what? Oh, hang on a second. Hang on a second. So we find out it's her. And also we learn another vital piece of information in kind of the montage where he, after he semi breaks up with Megan and doesn't even try to go to the wedding. He's just like, you know, people watching in the park. And there's this one scene where he sees Cody on the phone with someone who's not the dad being like, yeah, I think I can buy him out of his company or something. And Rob's like, ooh, ooh, what is this? What is this juicy secret um, that I'm hearing while I'm hiding up in a tree? Um, so then he, he's got some dirt on Cody. He knows that Vicky, the wedding planner, sabotaged him. He's like, you know what? Now that I have all this information, I'm finally going to make it to my wedding. I'm going to get married. He's like very determined. He's like, I'm going to I'm going to get everything perfect this time. And this is how it turns out. So he goes to the wedding. He uh, gets through his vows. His vows are nice. Um, there's that that part where uh, the priest dude is like, hey, does anyone have any objections to this marriage? And then Vicky stands up and she's like, actually, I think Rob slept with a prostitute last night. Me, me, me. Uh, and then Rob's like, actually, you know what? Um, I have the prostitute right here in the church and she can corroborate this story for me because she's also the one that brought me my suit today because she was in my hotel room, my real hotel room, not the hotel that I woke up in. And she can tell everyone that I did not sleep with her. So the prostitute is like, yeah, you know what? Rob did not sleep with me last night. And then Vicky's like, oh, who's going to believe her? Blah, 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 blah. And Rob's like, play the tapes, bitch. And then the the prostitute gets her phone out. And she's like playing this like uh, voicemail or something from Vicky last night. Who's like, yeah, I'm going to need you to uh, sleep with Rob Anderson. And I'll pay you like... $300 for it. That's Anderson A&D, right? So, so Vicky is on blast and, uh, Rob on his way to the church, he like enlisted the help for some reason of the motorcycle gang and also these two police officers that he's met, which I don't, I don't really know why he needed the whole motorcycle gang. Um, because the police just like gave him a ride with like the sirens on and, and everything. So they weren't, anyways. Everyone's there, right? It's it's a whole big thing. The police uh, that are in the church, because they drove Rob here, um, they're like, hey, Vicky, you're under arrest. And she's like, what? Why aren't you arresting her? And he's like, you're the one who paid for it. So you're under arrest. So that gets her out of the way. But then the dad is still like, I don't think you're you're good enough for my daughter. I want her to marry Cody. And Rob's like, oh, you know what? You want to know something about Cody? He's trying to buy you out of your own company. How's that? And the dad's like, Cody, is this true? And Cody's like, Meh, I guess it's true. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he just like says yes. He's like, yeah, I am. The dad's like, oh, okay. And then he like, <laughs> he's like, I gotta leave this wedding. <laughs> and then um, Rob's like, hang on a second, what? So he he follows after the dad, and he's like, what are you doing? Like, what? You, you can't, like, wait until tomorrow to take care of all this work stuff. Like, your daughter needs you now. She needs her dad at, at her wedding. And the dad's like, I got to go. Like, 
also, I don't even want to see her get married to you because I hate you. <laughs> and, then, and then Rob's like, you know what? He he throws that big old speech from before back in the dad's face. He's like, you know what? Marriage is a full-time commitment, and I'm committing to your daughter. And it's seven days a week, no overtime, no 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 summers off. And you should be committing to her at this moment right now, too, because she needs you there. And the dad's like, ooh, shit, that's like the best thing you've ever said. Um, so so he's like, how can I repay you for for uh, ratting out this this Cody dude? And um Rob's like, I have an idea. And before the dad showed him like his old rings, I guess the mom is dead. So he showed him his old rings from, from his marriage. And Rob's like, I'm going to need those. So, so he like takes the dad's rings. Um, Megan is very happy about that. She's like, Oh my God, I get to wear my mom's ring. That's so cute. Um, everything is going, going well. Uh, the wedding is, is, uh, shaping up to be like pretty perfect. Yeah, he nails his vows. Uh, he nails the, uh, the first dance. He tells his wife that he is going to take on that full-time teaching job. He's finally gonna, he's, he's committed to her. He's committed to his career now and he's gonna turn his life around. And that's the end of the movie is we, we get closure on everything. Uh, he's changed as a character. We love character growth. Um, yeah. It was much better than I expected. Yeah, and all the random people that he met along the way are at his wedding, and the wife was like, who are these people? And then he's like, oh, look at this famous singer dude that I helped write a song with. He's here, too. And it's, like, Megan's favorite singer. Um, and she's like, oh, my God, how did you get, like, so cool, like, in one day? <laughs> in one hour. <laughs> in one hour. Um, and, yeah, that's the end of the movie. That is the end. Speaking of the, like, the singer coming back, that was one thing I loved about this movie is it had really good payoffs. Um, I love how everything came together uh, in the final loop by the end. The callbacks were excellent. Like at the beginning, literally the first loop, he gets arrested by these cops. Um, and the last loop, the cops are the one to uh, deliver him to the wedding to make sure he gets there on time. Uh, like you said, with the singer, he spends a couple loops um, tr- trying to find out what happened with the singer. The singer helps him get clothes a couple times. He fully writes a song with him a couple times and he gets a lot of like love advice from him and he's there at the end of the wedding. Um, the callbacks are really good in this movie. They all pay off. Yeah, they're really good. Oh my god. Oh, there was also one loop. I think we forgot to mention it was the loop where everything goes wrong at the same time. Um, and it ends up with Vicky telling everyone that he slept with someone last night. And then uh, Cody comes in after uh, Rob knocks him out with whatever injection he used. And the church ends up burning down. And then he, he tries to climb up to, like, I don't know, break the church bells with his fists or something. Just like just like having a full on fist fight <laughs> with the church bells because he hates them by now because whenever they ring it's time for him to start the new day um so that was like the worst (laughs) that was the worst one um but yeah it was i i liked how um there wasn't really there kind of was i guess an explanation kind of as to why or how the um 
time loop was actually happening uh, because the priest does mention at one point that nobody in like the whole history of this church in like two or three hundred years has ever missed a wedding. So there's like some <laughs> some kind of divine intervention, I guess, happening. Uh, but I, I like that they didn't actually give like a full on explanation. It was just like left up to your imagination. So I, I like that, too. Yeah, it was kind of implied that it was like God or something like giving him a second chance or whatever. But I yeah, I agree. I do like that it was we got in kind of an explanation. It wasn't just kind of out of nowhere. This is resetting. And you're like, OK, uh, just sort of time loop for time loop sake. This one was like he's getting a second chance. Also, he has to make this wedding because this church never misses a wedding. And it makes you think, like, has this happened to other people before? And that's why it's never no one's ever missed a wedding at this church before it was because they all got second chances oh i didn't even think about that but that's that's actually pretty cute i like that I, oh my god hang on a second we mm. can have like a whole series with with this oh yeah oh, oh my god yeah. don't let netflix know <laughs> <laughs> yeah this movie it had really funny moments um oh, can i <laughs> Can I say my favorite thing about this movie? Yes, of course. So this movie... <laughs> um, I noticed this during the credits. This movie is called Naked, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and for a movie named Naked, the director of this movie, <laughs> his name is Michael Titties. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, seriously? His name is Michael Titties. Oh my, he was destined, he was born for this. Oh, it was, a, d- 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 we were talking about divine intervention, baby. He was, he woke, he was born one day and he knew he had to make a movie about this. Oh my God. Oh my God, what a legacy. What a legacy to have. <laughs> Another thing I liked about this movie is that they didn't do like the usual, I don't know if it's actually the usual, it's just what they did in Groundhog Day, but I like that they didn't have like the, the, the alarm clock, um, <laughs> yeah. visuals and, and montage. It was really unique how they had like the elevator and then the sound of the elevator ding and then it opening up as like what kind of marks the, uh, repeats. I like that. I do not think I would have liked it as much if it was like, oh, time to wake up. And there's like a song that plays every day on the alarm clock done before. Right. This unique. Yeah. Also, what kind of fucking loser wakes up to an alarm clock any morning? I have like <laughs> like 50 alarms on my phone and I don't wake up to any of them. I still set them every day, but I always leave through them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel that. Mm-hmm. Also, I think we mentioned it at the beginning that this movie in premise was very similar to one that we covered last season called Love Wedding Repeat. Um, I think we got to go through some of the comparisons between them, the good, the bad, what was better. What did you think? Yeah. Okay. So love wedding repeat. I think, uh, and I, I think we mentioned it at the beginning as well, uh, when we were talking about it before, but one of the most, uh, I guess 
prominent differences between this movie and Love Wedding Repeat is that Love Wedding Repeat kind of implies most of the time loops, uh, whereas this one actually shows a lot of the loops. Like, we get maybe, like, 20 or 30 loops in this one, whereas in Wedding Repeat, it only focuses on two. So I do like, because I was kind of disappointed in Love Wedding Repeat because I was expecting from the description that it was going to be a full time loop movie and we were going to see, you know, lots of time loops like in Groundhog Day and like in this one. So I was kind of disappointed when we didn't. But in this one, it was kind of exactly what you think it's going to be going into it. There's a lot of loops. He learned some new skills. It's, it's very much what you would expect in that way. Yeah, I agree. I think Love Wedding Repeat, there was only two loops. There was the first loop and the second loop. And we got a, a, a tiny little like 30 second montage um, uh, implying the rest of the loops. Also, Love Wedding Repeat focused on the idea of second chances, I think, and the idea of if something was different, something as minuscule as where you're sitting at a table could change your entire future. It was more focused on chance, I guess, or fate or some stuff like that. Um, whereas this movie was more focused on the character um, of Rob specifically. Love Running Repeat, I still liked, um, but it wasn't really trying to further Sam Claflin's character. Um, it was just sort of like, what if he was sitting one seat to the right, then he would get with the girl of his dreams. Um, but he didn't really make any choices to further his character. It was just sort of, you know, trying to get with the girl that he wanted to get with. Whereas this movie, we started off with a character that was unlikable for very specific reasons. And throughout the movie, he got to redeem himself in all those categories through the time loops. So we got to see that his character growth uh, by going through all these loops and learning what was wrong with him wrong with him um and getting to correct it and i think that it worked a lot better on a character level this movie did yeah that's uh i gotta agree a hundred percent with that one because love winning repeat as you said it was more about like the external forces that are in our lives whereas this one is like how we can change ourselves internally and i feel like a large part of love wedding repeat not really being focused on character development was because it had to juggle like so many characters it was an ensemble comedy whereas this one was focused mainly on rob even though there was <clears throat> a bunch of characters to back him up but they weren't really main characters in the same way that he was uh, whereas sam claflin had to kind of he was among a lot of other people who also had um you know, the same kind of storyline where they're trying to get with the person that they want. Um, so they're, they're trying to, you know, juggle all of those people. Whereas in this one, it's just Rob. Also, I gotta say, uh, Marlon Wayans, who plays Rob in this movie, I gotta applaud him for his, uh, I mean, he said, I'm gonna make a movie where I'm butt ass naked and he <laughs> committed. He, his commitment to this movie, was so good and in none of the scenes 
even if, you know, the humor was maybe awkward here and there, in none of the scenes did I feel like he felt that he didn't want to be in this movie. Like, I felt like he was committing so hard to all of the ridiculous things that they were making him do in this movie. And I, congrats to Marlon Wayans. Like, he he did it. He he made this a conv- not a convincing movie, but he made this so good to watch. Yeah, totally. He looked like he was having so much fun. Like just him, he look. It looked like it would have been so much fun to film. Not for me, but I'm sure he had a bunch of fun. Yeah, you're right. He totally committed to it. Uh, I mean, it. I would assume takes a lot in a person to commit to like a full frontal, full backal movie. Oh, and by the way, you don't see anything besides uh, some cheek in this movie if you're worried about that. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, he committed to it. He didn't seem awkward at all. He he really made it work in a way that I'm I don't know many other actors would be able to do. Oh yeah, he's good. And if you watch any of his other movies, he has like the same level of commit commitment to his comedy. Whether you like that comedy or not, you gotta admit that he's. Very committed to it. Oh, okay. And speaking of the comedy, that was something else I wanted to bring up. Uh, another difference between Love Wedding Repeat and this movie, Naked, is that Love Wedding Repeat was a British movie and it had very British humor in that it was mostly in the dialogue. It was kind of subtle. Whereas this movie is very American, has very American humor. Um, I would say it's, his physical Marlon Wayne's physical comedy in this movie is like something you would get out of Eddie Murphy or uh, Steve Martin or, or one of those comic actors. Um, so if that's, and, and we kind of said this in the love wedding repeat episode, but if, if that kind of British humor is not for you, then don't watch love wedding repeat. And if this kind of American humor is not for you, then you know, maybe don't watch this one because it's very heavily focused on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the humor in Love Wedding Repeat was a lot more, like you said, uh, dialogue focused. This one was a lot more like physical comedy. I think I, I thought this movie was really funny. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought the funny moments really, there were a couple awkward moments though, where I was like, <laughs> but, but for the most part, I think the funny moments really worked as funny. I do, though, even though I preferred this movie overall, I preferred the humor of Love Wedding Repeat more. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, I can see that. Because that movie, I think Love Wedding Repeat had more clever humor but this movie has like very in your face humor i kind of like them i mean they were both good in their own ways i gotta say overall though yeah i I agree with you i like naked a little bit better so we have now that we've kind of you know gone over our final thoughts we've kind of did some comparisons with love wedding repeat we have a new segment on season three this is our what we would improve if we had any say in this movie whatsoever in the <laughs> in the pre-production phase what we would improve the the kind of insights we would give them um i really only have like one thing that i would 
improve. And it's not really a major thing either. It's just that at the beginning, we, we kind of went over this, but at the beginning, you think as for the mystery aspect, you think that, oh, it's gotta be the ex who, who sabotaged him and, and locked him in the elevator. I would have loved to see, and we had three great suspects. I would have loved to see even more. Just like really dive into that mystery aspect. Cause I had a lot of fun with that. Good point, actually. Um, I did like that this cast versus Love Wedding, Re- Love Wedding Repeat, there was a lot of people. <laughs> There's a lot of people to, uh, keep track of. This movie had a very limited cast. It was basically just the main families of, well, not even really families. It was like, the single parents uh, of the people getting married um, and, you know, the, their exes. But um, I agree. Once you kind of found out that it wasn't the ex, it wasn't the father, you were like, okay, it's the wedding plan. <laughs> um, but I like that they, they held that off for a while and it still took a while before you really even considered her as an option. Um, but... Yeah, I think a couple more people, um, I don't know, maybe some hotel staff or someone else with a stake in it. We could have added like a, I don't know, a sibling, something uh, else to kind of throw us off the scent. I agree, could have been good. I, I don't really have much that I would improve for this movie. I thought for the most part it was really good. The only thing I would probably change, and it's not really even much of a change, it's just that there was kind of a very uh very evident line um between his character being this kind of asshole doesn't care about anything and he realizes you know what that what he's doing is wrong and he has to change himself um i think i would have liked a little bit more of a gradual um between those two extremes because it kind of seemed like it was i don't know like 75 the first 75 percent of the movie um he didn't really change that much even after talking to the dad for the first time after talking to the ex for the first time and getting a real talking to about how he's not right for the his fiance and what he's doing is not going to help him in his future and they're not going to work out if he keeps going down this path he's kind of like he shakes it off like yeah that's fine i'm doing perfectly fine and then he kind of keeps continuing for loops and loops and loops just kind of doing what he was doing before of trying to get the right outfit and you know make it on time and he doesn't change much until he talks to his wife which i like that the wife but the fiance was the one to sort of change his mind and be like, okay, I have to change. But it did seem kind of sudden, that shift. Um, it wasn't as gradual as I would have expected it to be. But that really is the only thing is I would have added like a couple other scenes to kind of make him be like, hmm, maybe this isn't the path I want to walk. Otherwise, I, I don't know. I thought it was really good. I thought they did a good job. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you where it could have definitely been like more gradual. He could have taken a few more loops to really grow into that new idea of, oh, I got to grow up. Uh, so I got to I got to figure this out for myself. But yeah, yeah, there's not really a lot that I would change. It's not a perfect movie, but it it is a very fun, very entertaining, very funny movie. 
Uh, I think that's all they were going for. They're not going for Oscar bait here. So, so I think they, <laughs> they accomplished what they set out to do. And now that we've kind of gone over our thoughts, we have some IMDb and some letterbox reviews to see what the people of the internet thought about this movie. And just for reference, IMDb gave this a 5.4 out of 10, and Rotten Tomatoes was very harsh on this movie. The critics gave it a 0%, and it's not a 0% because nobody rated it. They rated it 0%, um, and the audience gave it a 31%, which is... Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. Okay, well... You may see some differing reviews from us at the end, uh, which you probably could have gathered by the way we talk about it. But we have three IMDb reviews here. The first is by user stupenda underscore Lori, who gave it an 8 out of 10. And their tagline is, not bad at all. <laughs> this is not a bad movie at all. I really enjoyed it. It's entertaining. It's quite a light, positive movie with some funny parts. I don't understand all the negative reviews. I don't think the movie deserves them. I would recommend it as a family movie. It has no particularly violent scenes, nor sexual ones, which is great if there's children watching, too. I liked it. <laughs> now, now here's why I included that review is I would say no. I would say don't ask your children to watch <laughs> this movie. There's no, like, particularly sexual scenes, but you do get Marlon Wayans, like, full cheek. He's fully cheeked up. His full cheeks are in this movie. Yeah, I... uh, While you don't see any junk, you do see the trunk. (laughs) (laughs) While, I mean, I don't know what this is rated. It's probably, like, a PG-13. Um... I would not watch this with my parents as a kid. No, that, that would be very awkward. It's no horse, but you do see the carriage. <laughs> uh, no sausage, but you do get the bun. <laughs> the second review is by user Prolorza, who gave it a 7 out of 10, and their tagline is... Glad I took a chance on this movie. Is this going to win an Oscar? No. <laughs> but it is entertaining. It managed to keep my attention the entire time, and while there were a few overly cheesy moments, it still planned out to be pretty funny. I was pleasantly surprised to see Scott Fo- Foley. Is that the main dude? Uh, he plays the X, Cody. Oh, okay. I was pleasantly surprised to see Scott Foley. The only performances that I found a bit over the top were the maid of honor, the wedding planner. I don't know which one she was. She could have been both. The girl that did it in the end. Um, and the mother. I know it's a goofy comedy and it's not their acting skills. Just the direction of the characters that made them seem unbelievable. It's a revisit, if you will, to a modern Groundhog Day, which I've always loved the premise of. So I knew that I would probably enjoy this movie. Another unoriginal movie in a way but that's hollywood for you nowadays watch this and laugh it's not deep it's not meant to be it's meant to be entertaining yep you know what you know what kind of peeves me off Pe- peeves me off peeves <laughs> is that is that a saying you know what kind of peeves me about a lot of the reviews that i saw they were like you know what this is a 
uh, a ripoff of Groundhog Day. And I don't know how to explain to people that multiple movies can have the same trope. It's, it's a trope. It's not like they didn't copyright it all for themselves. It's a trope. It's like any other. Just everyone's like, oh, it's it's exactly ground. Maybe Groundhog Day was the first one to do it, but it's not like every time travel movie is Back to the Future. Not every time travel movie is trying to be Back to the Future. Uh, anyway, that just peeves me off. <laughs> <laughs> that just gets me by curious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. There are so it's not that this movie is a ripoff of Groundhog Day. There are hundreds of uh time loop movies that use this same premise as Groundhog Day. And yeah, I think Groundhog Day was the first one. But like that's a that's a good thing that people are they love this premise so much that they want to put a, a spin on it, a twist, if you will. Um not every sci-fi movie is the same as Star Wars or Star Trek. Like, it's it's a genre. <laughs> Time loop movies have kind of become a genre. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that. The third review is by George Montez-25587, who gave it a 2 out of 10. And their tagline is terrible acting. They are getting married, yet the actors act like they've just met. I disagree. I thought the two main leads had, like, a good amount of chemistry. Yeah, you can't really judge them because they were only in a handful of scenes together. Because he (laughs) very rarely actually makes it to the wedding. (laughs) This is true. So we also have three letterboxed uh, reviews for today. They're all very short. The first review is by Jason Heron, or Heron, who gave it one and a half stars out of five, and Jason says, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's the full review. That's it. Thank you, Jason. (laughs) The the second review from Letterboxd is by Jessica Penns, who gave it half a star. Jessica says, honestly, not enough nudity. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, the third review is by Pilot, who didn't give it a star rating, but they say, Marlon Wayans eats a handful of coins, and it's the scene that makes the most sense. (laughs) Okay. We forgot to mention that. He does eat a handful of coins in one of the loops uh, because the biker dudes make him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was very pivotal to the plot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he throws them up later. Absolutely essential. <laughs> so now that we know what the people of the Internet thought about this movie, uh, we're going to give it our own ratings. If you're new to the podcast, we rate everything that we watch on what we call the Gold Bloom scale, baby. It's a scale of bad movies. So one out of ten is it's so bad I could barely finish it. And a 10 out of 10 is not necessarily a perfect movie, but it's one that's not that bad for a bad movie. I mean, what did, what did you think of this movie? I gotta say, 
My rating is going to be, you might think that it's too high, right? Because here's why, though. I was so, I was looking forward so much to Love Wedding Repeat, and then I was kind of disappointed by it because there weren't, in my opinion, enough loops for something that marketed itself as a time loop movie. So I got to this movie. I saw the cast. I love Wayans movies. Um, and I was like, okay, Amy, don't get your hopes up too much. Cause maybe it's like, well, love wedding repeat. Maybe they're, maybe, maybe it's not as good as you think it's going to be. But you know what? It was as good as I thought it was going to be. And it was better than I thought it was going to be. Maybe because love wedding repeat disappointed me, but I'm going to give it like a solid eight. Like I had some, out loud laughs it was funny he had a nice arc it was something that you didn't have to think too much about you just had to like let the story sweep you away you had to suspend your disbelief a little bit um but it was good i i really liked it i think i liked it uh a lot more than love wedding repeat what about you I am so glad that you said that. I also think I'm going to give it like an 8, 8.5. It was like Love Wedding Repeats. It's like that movie took all of our criticisms that we, we mentioned at the end of that episode and brought it into this movie. Everything that we kind of talked about in that episode where we're like, ah, the, I don't know, it didn't really focus enough on the characters. There wasn't much of an arc. Uh, there was literally only two loops. There should have been more. This movie fixed all of that. And it brought us everything that we wanted. I was very surprised with how much I liked this movie. Yeah, and, and we had a lot of complaints about Sam Claflin's hair in that movie. But the hair and the <laughs> costuming and everything of this one was very good. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I said it out loud on that episode. I was like, I would like to see Sam Claflin's tushy. And you know what? They gave us Marlon Wayans. <laughs> So that's close enough. That's close enough. That's something that Love Wedding Repeat could have uh, could have really used was just a little bit of moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a full moon baby. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's uh, that's all we got for today. So if anybody here has seen the classic Netflix original time loop wedding movie Naked. Um, you can email us your thoughts, uh, we're badmoviesundaypodcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter and Letterbox at BMS Podcast, or you, you know, it, this is our fun season, if you have any ideas for, for fun episodes that we could do, cause there are a lot of fun movies out there, um, you know, just feel free to send us a tweet, an email, uh, something on Letterboxd. <laughs> And we also want to give a huge thank you to Kevin McLeod for providing our theme song music. The uh, song is Riptide, which you can find on his website, incompetech.filmmusic.io. He has a lot of great songs. And another big thank you to uh, everyone who tuned in and listened. I'm Ashley. I'm Amy. Oh what oh oh what's happening oh what's happening oh time is resetting around me <laughs> I'm Ashley <laughs> I'm Amy We have been Bad Movie Sunday and we will see you next next week uh or this morning again when you wake up from your time loop <laughs> <laughs>